0: The following program contains adult language and mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Well, th- I, since I, I'll tell you what, if I'm going first, why don't you introduce the concept briefly?
1: What and what, what is this one called again?
0: Well, the show's called uh, One Song Each.
1: One. 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 one, one. one, one. one, one.
0: All
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to One Song Each.
0: You are the Casey Kasem
1: of of our. Hey outlet. everybody! Didn't he go fucking crazy and was like thrown in hospice and then disappeared and shit?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he went crazy. I think that he went into decline and then his wife like stole him and ran off yeah, for a little yeah. while. And the kids were trying Some, to find s- him. They stole he Casey was, Kasem. He wasn't fit anymore to make his own decisions, or at least that's how it was portrayed. That he had declined so badly, and the wife was basically kidnapping him and running away from him and running away from the kids. But since his wife, it's not really a kidnapping, so it was all fucking Super thing weird. poor yeah. Shaggy
1: and Robin and all the other freaking voices yeah um, okay. Hey, hey guys. Welcome to One Song Each. This is a Rolled Spine podcast where we both just choose a random song without consulting the others and without picking a theme. No themes. Except for the times when we'll pick a theme. Well, we'll tell you for a minute. But pick generally speaking. Them. Generally speaking, there is no theme. So there, these songs will not be connected in any way intentionally, randomly pulled from our brains. And we mm-hmm. play the song for each other and then comment with a story, an anecdote, or just that we like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Or so. don't,
1: or don't like it. Who says you have to like the song you're playing, right? Yeah. True. You can hate it for a particular reason.
0: I've been elected to go first because y'all don't don't want me to be a punk ass and be in any way reactive to your songs. Like I said, this is almost like a two-parter, so hopefully it doesn't go too long. The first song you don't actually need to play because we all know the fucking song. My stepsisters are living with me, and so we often will go to the movies together at the Dollar Show. They take me to go see in 1984 Footloose, and I enjoyed the shit out of Footloose. It was a a great fucking you know quasi-musical. It's not an actual musical, but it's one of those deals where there's basically like a music video movie movie Where they incorporate songs so heavily into the movie that they might as well be like music videos, except that the actual artists aren't in the videos. And because I enjoyed the movie Footloose, that also made me fixate somewhat on the soundtrack. I had a copy of the soundtrack on cassette, and specifically, I fixated on the song Fit Loose by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> For some reason, as a kid, I made a personal vow to myself that every time Footloose came on, I would dance. And I was dancing like a little dumbass white boy. I was dancing like fucking Chris, Chris Klein. What, what was his name? Chris, uh, the fucking... Christopherson. Uh, no, the fucking... Napoleon Dynamite. Chris Penn, Chris Penn. Cause you know Chris Penn was in that movie, right? Yeah. You know who Chris Penn is? Chris Penn is Sean Penn's brother, the big Hulking guy who's also in Reservoir Dogs.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So he's the big dumb redneck who can't fucking dance. Well, I danced like that guy crossed with a Past it. Got it. So,
2: and I've seen his dancing.
0: No, I wasn't even that good. Really? Yeah, oh, wow.
2: yeah. He's honed his craft through
0: the years. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say
2: the pink suit dance was.
0: Uh, it was actually a lavender suit. A lavender for my suit. sister's I'm sorry. wedding it was yeah. entrancing. Well, then I had some slick ass boots too that your sister ended up getting off of me. So <laughs> that's right. They're always no a little feet. too tight. So I vowed to dance to Footloose, and I was young enough to wear that seemed like a reasonable thing to decide to do. The problem is Footloose was a really popular song, so it would play in all sorts of inappropriate situations. Like I, I think I remember one time being in. Kmart and Footloose was on. And I'm like, uh, do I really want to dance in the middle of Kmart? I don't know. I'm not really comfortable with this. And then you and were like, did you, Wait, hell, did you do yes, it? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you do it? I may have danced a little bit in the Kmart. I Can't I want to know sure. that you
2: committed to this fucking promise.
0: I, I may have. I may have danced a little in Kmart. I remember one time in junior high, for some reason, the, the radio was on. Or maybe they played the movie. I don't recall what the exact circumstance was. But Footloose was playing in my goddamn junior high classroom one day. I think it was English class. The degree to which I was willing to commit at that point was tapping my toe and kind of of swaying a little bit. So it would be obvious that I was into the song, but it wouldn't be obvious that I had a dance packed with my younger self.
1: Hashtag dance pact.
0: <laughs> the problem was, the older I got, two things. One is a uh, Footloose specifically was mocked fairly often in various circles as the cheesy pop song. But also my taste changed. I got older and even I was like, this isn't that great of a song. I don't really know if I'm willing to commit to sparkle motion to this degree. It's not even the best song by Kenny Loggins on the Footloose soundtrack. That would be I'm free, heaven help the man. Don't get- be pretty damn good song I, th- I love that song actually I-, I would still support that song but I remember too even on the DC message boards I was a Marsh Manhunter fan at that point and there was a Manhunter series that I and several other guys were not happy with and we were basically like the soccer hooligans constantly spouting how much we didn't like the John Ostrander Tom Mandrake series even though I had liked that creative team on several other titles specifically on Grimjack so I felt kind of guilty about you know being the, uh, the thug of, of the message board and one of the guys that I was uh, thug with I think his name was Cap. he was always saying that they were like the Loggins and Messina of comics. And it was supposed to be a diss because I think that the writing team of Loggins and Messina had one hit Mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Mama don't! But it's like, yeah, but Kenny Loggins had a pretty damn good catalog of songs, right? I mean, Danger Zone is a cool-ass song. Yeah. I'm really f- big fan of... Uh, Play it every time no- I get on a plane. Nobody's Fool is a good tune. You know, from uh, Caddyshack 2. Soundtrack. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: It's a good. He's got a lot of good poppy songs. Kenny Loggins has a has a pretty solid. If you have a hits album, you're gonna like at least half the album. It's it's solid pop. So I'm just could could not commit to Footloose anymore. And I finally decided, okay, I'm ending my pack with myself. I'm not. How, gonna long, how long did loose. the pack go
1: for? Uh, 2025. No, He's still just, bound by the pack. Yeah, it just ended last year. Just just a few years in the 80s. Honestly, Wait, you
0: went a few years. I went, I went a few years. Footloose didn't play that often. Okay, I could get away so, with it for a little while.
2: So the pack was if you heard Footloose.
0: I would my foot would loose. So you could Hell again. Yeah. You were walking through
2: Kmart, walking through yeah. your school in some. Well, of the I line, know, I'm but so that, that's
0: junior highs, where it's like okay, I cannot cross this line. I'm already enough of fucking social misfit without dancing the Footloose in my fucking junior high classroom. So that's kind of was the deal breaker for me with footloose.
2: Really? Because honestly, in my school, we wouldn't have fucked with you. We're like, dude, that's a crazy fucker there. He just starts dancing randomly, <laughs> like he thinks this is Greece, like yeah. it really exists. Right. Leave him alone.
0: So what it happens is you. Get into the '90s, and I'm working as a security guard in a car lot. I remember this. And life just kind of sucks, you know. I mean, it, it sucked somewhat less because at least I was working and making some money, and I liked working at night. I've always been a night person, and i was kind of struggling with that. And I'm, I've, I've got, don't have any fucking money, you know. I I go home. I'm, I'm living with my parents again after we kind of separated, but they kind of got me the job. We sort of turned working security into a family business because at one point, at various points, me, my stepfather, my mother. And my stepbrother in law all worked at the place, which is a whole other story I'll have to tell you about some other time. I would started going to this one comic shop, and one of the guys there was like a younger guy who was still in high school. And he'd introduced me to a new radio station that launched in town called The Rocket. I remember that.
1: The only radio station Ronald Reagan hasn't forgotten. Oh, no. just ask him. Rocket 107.
0: And I loved the fucking Rocket because I didn't get into pop music until 87, really, for the most part. And when I went into pop music, I'd gone from like AM country and 50s and 60s stuff right into the heart of 80s bubblegum pop type stuff. There's top 40 stuff there's on the radio. And so since that stuff was new to me, I wasn't a very discerning listener. And they didn't play any of the cool college type stuff at that point in time on the radio stations I was listening to. So through the Rocket, I was able to listen to all this cool alternative. alternative and college music from the 80s like the cure and drama rama and just like all these cool acts and they also were going a little bit deeper dives into stuff that had gotten popular. at one point the offspring got to be big with come out and play And, you know, that was an okay song. I, I wasn't, like, one over by it. I liked a number of their other songs better than that one. But they got big enough that they went back into their back catalog. And then this station in particular, The Rocket, went into their previous album, Ignition, which was not a hit at all when it came out. They'd started doing what they called a radio-only single, where they didn't release it as any... They didn't try to sell it as a cassette or anything like that. It just got radio play so that you'd be able to feed the beast where people wanted to hear more solid offspring songs. And a the song they chose to, to do as in that format was called kick him while he's down. And that one You can play right quick Okay Kick him while it's down
2: Wait put on, What am I putting Kick him while down Or the rocket Kick him Oh kick him
0: Nobody fucking knows What the rocket is Oh, yeah.
2: oh no I remember that station dude Remember when they Turned nice 97.9 They did that whole thing Where they're like We're transferring Oh, oh no And they did the countdown And shit
1: mm-hmm. I remember that station Right but he's talking About an offspring song Why would you search About an obscure Radio station in Houston On I YouTube I thought he was
2: just Going nuts with it We're not
1: supposed To judge Mac Douchebag. Definitely put an eye Between Dude we gotta This is not And dude, it's hard to fucking Spell this I thing. I know, that's back, why you back, back must get back, rid of this. Okay.
0: You can buy the remote control. Go, get on Amazon and buy a remote control to go with this case.
1: Are we, is this the, uh, <laughs> there you go.
0: King, yeah, kick him, I think it's kicking while he's down, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter as long as it plays, yeah. Just do that version. I don't think they ever actually did a legit music video, so that's probably some dumb live bullshit. Kind of it with the song. It's a nice a commercial. You know that I moved around a lot, you know, from school to school. I was always having to move around because we weren't paying our fucking bills. And so we'd get evicted or we'd move out in the late of night so that they wouldn't get any money out of us and go move someplace else or go live with somebody else or go to move to another state with the expectations that the grass would always be greener on the other side, that kind of bullshit. In 87 was the first time I saw The Breakfast Club. I saw it when we were living in Nevada. Like a lot of people, especially from the 80s, that movie spoke to me. When we saw The Breakfast Club one time with uh, Kitten, what what did you call it? your Pussycat. MX. Pussycat so we saw it one time with Pussycat and you were joking that you thought that I was the Ali Sheedy character yeah. <laughs> and I said that no I was really more of a cross between Anthony Michael Hall's character and Bender somewhere between those two extremes I could see myself in a lot of those characters when I was working that security at one point I got fucked over in a pretty major way you know I'd be working all these nights and the job was paying like $4.75 an hour and I was giving most of that money to my family supposedly to help them because we were all kind of working together again and trying to help build each other up but really all they were doing was fucking stealing from me and so that's when I was buying like 40 bucks worth of comics a week because that was the only money I really got to keep you know it was that, that and the food and then everything else they fucking took and they'd fucking blow on dumb shit my mom would be smoking pot and that kind of dumb crap my stepfather would be fucking getting drunk and then not going to work so then I'd pick up his shift and then they'd take my fucking money anyway and that kind of bullshit there's all these expectations for the job and you know shit got fucked up the job too and that was fucking pissing me off because I was the only person working there out of that whole family that was actually doing the fucking job you're supposed to be doing you know anyway I can get to that another time I was actually doing the job all these other people were fucking off and all their fuck ups were coming and landing on my fucking back because that's the way that shit tends to work and your job's you probably have experienced that shit too, if you're the person who's actually the bulwark or the bu- bulwark. What is it? The what is it called? Where you're the one who's like holding the line, the holding liner. Okay, we'll go with that. And so you the know, shield. and and also you know, working at night and not having any money and not having any prospects just was frustrating the shit out of me. And just I was just angry. And so I'm hearing this new music that I never heard before, and of course it's speaking to that anger because that's what shit like alternative music, and college music is about. Instead of being nothing but incessant love songs like you had in the '80s, all every fucking song from the 80s there was pop is a love song or a getting your fuck on song and I wasn't getting any love and I wasn't getting any fuck and I was just getting fucked and so I'm listening to this song by The Offspring and it's before everybody's like oh god The Offspring bleh. plus the song is from like 91 that's a pretty good album actually if you like that kind of pop hucky kind of sound and if you listen to the lyrics one of the things he's talking about is and we're supposed to all be the same but why is everybody so lame why is it that I'm already fucking down and everybody's still fucking kicking me while my life's already sucking which was something I dealt with all through junior high in high school was I'm fucking poor I'm fucking new in town I don't fucking have any money I don't have good nice clothes I'm just struggling to get by and everybody just keeps fucking with me regardless and so when i'm hateful toward the world it's because the world was fucking hateful to me at my most vulnerable place right and so i hear this song i'm in the middle of this fucking parking lot and i just fucking start dancing in the middle of the fucking night and it's specifically like breakfast club in the fucking auditorium dancing i'm mm-hmm. like the actually, montage dance yeah the, uh, honestly the closest would have been ali sheedy's character where she's doing like the kind of the kick thing ironically you know? yeah ironically and so i'm just like kicking around and i got this thing where i'm like you know do the lariat kind of thing going around and i'm just dancing like nobody's watching that. Kind of bullshit, and it just made me feel better. It, it, I felt connected to the song. I felt like it spoke to who I was at that point in my life. And so, like with the Footloose, I uh, you know I, I often, I at least, bop around to that song when it comes on. I don't necessarily full on dance, but it makes me want to dance. It makes me want to feel good about my life. It makes me like say whatever the fuck's going on in the rest of the world, however shitty everybody fucking is, and however lame everybody else is. I'm going to find something that's going to take me away from that shit. Maybe it numbs me. Maybe it just distracts me. But I'm I'm going to find something to pick myself up from this shit after everybody else has knocked my ass down. Kick him while he's down became my new footloose. And when he's down. Whatever. You know, you have to pretty much read the lyrics. You can catch bits and pieces of it. It you can doesn't to matter. All of it's it. the same
1: thing. Yeah. I got gotcha. you.
0: But yeah, so that's, that's
1: my song. That's why music is timeless, right? That's what music is about. Music's about... Well,
0: not footloose though. Footloose is a pretty No, time- but you know what I mean. That,
1: that's uh, the point. Is that not yeah. the point of music? Yeah. I mean, ideally. I think that's what the point of music is is to mm-hmm. put yourself into the song and get the hell out mm-hmm. of the real world for a second you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i think that that's that's appropriate it's a bizarre connection of footloose and the offspring but. <laughs> i
0: took you on a journey
1: yeah yeah she they're did. both shitty pop so i guess they are connected just kidding
2: no very nice story well hold on i want to go next because it's i swear to god there is no way i knew what story i was typing my song before you even as soon as your song was over mm-hmm. and the fact that you said all this now makes me feel like shit the story i was gonna go with <laughs> because i've known you frank what 20 years just about about now yeah okay so my story we're gonna start the song first because this song literally froze a moment in time for me that we all we hung out and i hear the song every time and i'm transported to that day every and even when i was thinking about what to think of and i saw i thought that was song i started laughing to myself because it's one of the few moments that frank makes me laugh uncontrollably it's the, the funniest fucked up thing and i feel bad now because it's a frank story <laughs> <laughs> it's a me and Frank story.
0: So I'm going to play the song real quick. Okay, is it this one that we're looking at right now? No. Okay. Oh, okay. It's a good yeah. one.
1: We all know this song. I don't know if you need to play it, but yeah, I do. why but, the yeah. hell not? I do, because it's going to take me back to the song.
0: I, I haven't seen the video very often, if at all, so... was missing again, this happens all the time, it's detachable, this comes in handy a lot of the time, I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble, or I can rent it
2: out when I don't need it, but now and then I go to a party, get drunk, and the next
0: morning I can, not for the life of me, remember what I did with it, first I looked around my apartment and I couldn't find it. So I called up the place where the party was. They hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet, because for some reason I leave it there sometimes, but not this time. So I told them if it pops up to so let
2: me know. I'm sure you almost have an idea what story I'm going with, Frank.
0: I actually, I don't remember. Never? Go ahead. Uh, okay.
2: Yeah. We were in our early 20s, and we decided to go on a trip. So it was you, me, and Pussycat decided mm. to go to New Braunfels. Okay. Because I wanted to visit, because my family, some of my family comes from New Braunfels. So as we're driving up there, I remember I'm in the front, Pussycat's next to me, you're in the back, and we would hit this radio station called Bob, was it? It was like radio? a weird mix station. Like, they played all kinds of weird music. And I remember this song came on. And you're like, hey, yeah, this is so-and-so. I had never heard the song before so me and pussy got got detachable penis by king missile came on and we started listening to the song and i'm like huh so i'm listening to the song and and you know i thought it was funny she thought it was funny and you're kind of back there doing your little
0: thing and so we get to new Well, before you continue just to point out too, this song i don't know if it ever got radio play in town but my brother was always ahead of me when it came to music because he had cable television i didn't and he would watch things like 120 minutes which of course just seeing that on the video we watched, is like just already flashes all kinds of memories memories of life in the early 90s in my mind but he picked up that album and we used to listen to that one quite a bit so i have this strong association with the early 90s and listening to that album over and over again you know, well the cassette actually we had it on
2: cassette i always remember we get to new Braunfels, we get to the hotel we checked in you had your own room we had our own room and we were kind of planning what we we're going to do that night it, there was a little bit of mix up my cousins knew we were in town but they only had my room number frank had his own room so frank decided he wanted to go out he wanted to go see the town and you decided that you were going to go get some trim
0: well i, I didn't I, uh, I wasn't that, Okay, I wasn't that confident, you know. I just, but, I,
2: the, but the hunt was on for trim. And I didn't know he got dressed up and he took off. So me and Pussycat stayed. I thought I was
0: dressed okay when we went in. there. When you say
2: looking for trim, are you talking about Pussgina? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. The great white whale. His, his
1: bane of existence. Ideally
0: not a great white whale. He was, he whale was like, Ahab to vagina.
1: Uh, no, I, a great white whale is probably what you were going to get. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Frank decides
2: to vanish. I, I didn't know where he went and this is before cell phones or pagers.
0: But no, and, there were cell phones. I just didn't have a he didn't have them
1: So we go, so we go out. So <laughs> it wasn't before pagers for God's sake. Well, we didn't have pagers. Well, I mean, so just because you guys... didn't have pagers doesn't mean it was, no. this was before telegraphs because we didn't have telegraphs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the thing about New Braunfels is it's really weird. Most of the town shuts down like nine 30. There's only a small part of the town that that's where all the college kids go to drink. So my cousins called us to go party with them. So I tried to get a hold of Frank, but he'd already taken off. Well, well, did
0: y'all drop me off at this No, you left. No no, 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 no,
2: you walked over there. Did I really walk Yeah, because I remember I was trying to tell you if you had So that saved. probably didn't
0: help either because I was probably walking around there all sweaty and shit, so that was the dumb part to begin with. I, no, I didn't walk. I think I got dropped off by a you cab. Got, okay, so you took a cab. I tried to so take, yeah. Or an a
2: cab.
1: Uber, as the kids say today. So they didn't have, there definitely was no Uber there.
0: Well, well, no, sir. Well, I do my story.
2: We fooled around and I remember her big joke is, I wish your, pan- your penis was detachable so I can take it with me everywhere. And so we joked about that. Mm-hmm. We got dressed and then we ended up Going well, you out. forgot
0: the part where you didn't have any condoms and you tried to borrow condoms from me, oh, and yeah. I had normal size condoms, and you needed something bigger than that. Yes, and um, so you
1: guys. Hey, it, welcome to the Marvel <laughs> Superheroes. I did forget that
2: part of the song. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yes, I had to go buy condoms because the ones he gave me were too small. I think I broke it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pussycat Cat took it as a sort of a badge of honor that you couldn't well, fit she, in a normal size. She thought
1: it was funny. So there is no way any of this shit is gonna make this <laughs> podcast. There's no way, right? <laughs> I'm the one editing it so
0: far. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's getting to the podcast. Yeah. You're going to edit this away? We're, we're no, going to talk, okay. yeah. talk
1: about Mr. Fixit's dick size. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, do, wait, wait, wait. Well, actually, better. this is
0: the second recording we've done of uh, discussing his dick size, but this is apparently the one we're going to go no. with since he made all a story right. out hey, of let's, it.
1: Let's go Whoa. for it. <laughs>
0: But the next day, I'm talking to Mr. Fix It, and he and his his ex had wanted to enjoy the hotel room, and so he'd ask me if I had any condoms. I gave some to him. They kept breaking, all and right. they were all too small for his <laughs> coke can sized cock, and so they were just amazed at that how normal uh, condoms wouldn't work on his ass. Well, well, well that's edit besides that all out. yeah, besides <laughs>
1: that part. But my no, of little of like space and time, if you could take all that. Out,
0: <laughs> my well, no, I'm just saying because we had Free Birds earlier, and it reminded me. Nah, no, shut up, dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's the monster
2: but dude the funny part was so my cousins came back you had the cousins. hybrid he had the monster <laughs> my cousins came by, by my room and they're like they're like my my uh my cousin who was a lesbian at the time came by you and said they don't make floutes
0: and freebies no, stop, stop. Right, i gotta put the story dude <laughs> they
1: don't make taquitos
0: My cousin, my cousin
1: got up. Oh
2: my! Oh, you scream like a woman.
1: Best self-diss I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: My my lesbian cousin came over to take us to go out and asked, where's your cute little friend? We might meet some girls tonight. Uh. So I called his room like 20 times. No answer. I didn't know what room he was in. So we ended up going to a bar. They had like an Irish pub down there and we partied. And there's like a bar full of women, dude, all drunk. And we're having a good time. I'm there with Sailor Moon. I was just thinking, well, I guess we'll see him tomorrow. New Braunfels is a very strange town, especially in the early '90s, where it all shuts down at what about
0: 10 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. So it rolled up the fucking streets. Yeah. So the
2: problem was though, where he was at shuts down downtown, where all the college kids would hang out. That bar would stay open, so that's where
0: my cousin took us. Yeah. Well, what's worse too is it was like a kicker bar, and literally I got there a little before 10, I think, and I had time to go once around the bar, and then okay, we're closing now, <laughs> and so I like I just got there basically, so I'm just okay. I'm just gonna sit. Here and watch what comes out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's, not oh, that's not even yet.
1: Oh, wait. wait. Gonna, have, no, no, hold on. I'm going to sit here and watch what comes out. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, he was. And dude, he what was what good. came
0: out was kickers with their as couples getting into pickup trucks and driving away, leaving my sorry ass on the side. Now, picture Frank. Picture Frank, nineteen nineties Frank, sitting out there in a baggy shirt with some nice jeans. <laughs> well, no, it's probably like a, one of those a sateen type shirts with all like shiny and shit. And
2: he's just waiting for something to stumble out of the park, <laughs> make a bad decision. <laughs> Oh, hold on, you gotta kill me. So, can I tell the you frankly, should No, you go for me? it. Go for it. So, from what I was told, so we went out partying. Me and Pussycat, we drank with my cousins. We
0: come home, shit that I should have been doing. If right. I had, but because. my fucking luck. Of course, yeah, that's not the way it goes. It.
2: We went left. He definitely went right on his side. So, we went partying. We had a good time. We actually had a really good time. And I remember trying to get a hold of him, but I was like, I don't know where he's at. He just vanished. Probably know he's dead in the cornfield. So we left it at that. And Pussycat was a little upset at me because she's like, well, we should go find. Him. I'm like. We're at a bar already. We're already drinking. Like, let's just stay as long as we can. Go back to the hotel room and... It was that the next day we come back and I see Frank and he's, he's hobbling. I said, what happened, man? He said, you went to a bar. You were kind of talking. It was like, all rednecked. Like a rednecked. And <laughs> like
0: nobody was even looking at me and I didn't belong there at all. I, you know, I still didn't have much money at that point in my life. I'd already spent money on the cab. I knew I wasn't really that far from the hotel. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to walk back. But yes, yeah, so I'm hanging out waiting to see if anybody's going to take pity on me or show an interest in me. Nobody fucking did. So I, I'm trying to walk home and I, I don't want to go through like, there's, there's like a something to do with the freeway. Yeah, where Anyways, so at. I tried to go over like, uh, uh, one of those, uh, side rail things and I didn't realize this steep drop on the other side of it and I just like fucking fall. <laughs> And land hard on the other side of this fucking like, because like it. it was so dark
2: I couldn't Did see I, the bottom I, out. He told me he goes, I always remember this. He goes, I looked over and I thought I saw the ground. <laughs> so I jumped, and I said, "Where the fuck would you jump if you couldn't see the ground?" He goes, "But I thought I saw the ground." <laughs> oh my god, I
0: laughed so dead. I just, I just picture going. Ah. <laughs> to I'm totally try. picturing,
1: like, you know, because he always, uh, Frank, uh, Frank's a boot guy.
0: He likes the Yeah, and I was wearing boots that night. Yeah. <laughs> so i Italian boots with you the You know, like on in the, the, the
1: old cheesy sketch comedies or whatever, and, it, and somebody go over a bridge and you'd see the actor start to go, and they'd cut to under the bridge, and it's like one of those mannequins <laughs> <fall>. <laughs> <laughs> One of those limp mannequins with those boots on, dude, just falling all the way
2: down. Oh, my God. But it was though. and bad, dude. just yeah. like I just, I went to the dead.
0: Now, do you remember? Well, you th- said, I thought I saw the ground. I just I land hard and rough in boots, and so I fuck up my ankle. In your satin shirt, is that team
1: shirt? <laughs> I'm picturing just, I'm picturing the end of the Princess Bride where they're dropping them all out of the exactly. thing. And, it, and they're time, sort of just a floating in I air. T-
2: I told Frank, every time I imagine, I just imagine going, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it just, he never hits the bottom. The
0: <laughs> it's like Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Where like, ah. So I managed to hobble my way over to like an Applebee's. <laughs> and I'm kind of hurting. Yeah. Oh god, god, get
1: out of here, Applebee's in San Marcos, dude. I
0: couldn't make this shit up, dude. someone would insane. And I'm sitting at that Applebee's bar, and of course, the fucking Applebee's back to closed, too. But the barista gives me a pity Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Yes, man. And I didn't realize it at the time, but she might have actually been flirting with me, but I was so like down on myself, I didn't even realize it at the time. And so I finally <laughs> make it back to the hotel room and try to masturbate to cable that's been scrambled. So it's all like fucking skipping and shit. And there's like random pits of ass showing up and this and that. When he told me what had happened that night,
2: I laughed so hard that Pussycat was extremely angry with me because I think I laughed worse than I did right now because I think I was literally going to pass out.
0: <laughs> all red faced limp- and shit. Into yeah. the room
2: and he looked like a sad puppy dog. <laughs> he was so sad. I was like, dude, if you had just waited ten minutes, you would have hung out with us. and We've been fine. But he was on the prowl. He had a room all to himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, sure did. All to myself the whole night. Uh, me and a tub full of hot water, trying to deal with that jacked up body uh, of mine after all that shit I went through. So, yeah. Man,
2: that shit was too funny. Uh, that was that was our little old, old brother. Where I tell story, <laughs> and I mean that was the funniest shit. It's like old oh brother without our mixed with like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, large <laughs> Marge sent you <ya.
1: laughs> large. Tell him, mar, Lord, Mars. Uh, and why did you jump if you couldn't see the ground? <laughs> you could. See, you I thought, thought you he just th- wanted to go that he was so fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, either there is ground or there isn't ground. I just right <laughs> at this <laughs> point, it's like, yeah. I just yeah.
2: remember saying, "Why did you jump? I thought I saw the ground."
1: <laughs> no, so wait. No, so I, I, how, I, I remember, remember wait, correctly what it actually was. It
0: was dark, and the, the darkness looked like the grassy. How far of a drop was it? You know? Would you say? I, I do not I didn't. Every even time it tells a story, story. it gets five feet farther. I didn't even remember. Was there like, was there air? Like when
2: you jumped and you were like, there was definitely
0: air though yeah there was definitely air yeah there was yeah. a minute
1: there was like a, a, that second where you there's it. the Wile Coyote a... moment a... it's
0: like oh shit that's really? not a decline of grass no <laughs> bump yeah you never wanted it that's,
1: that, that's when you know it's a and then the boulder fell on me the drop so, is yeah. officially far when there's the wily e. Coyote moment no, <laughs> Right. there's that's... that pause and you still haven't hit the ground yet and then you... that's such a great and gravity moment. takes hold yeah what it was like did you get jumped man what <laughs> happened dude did you oh I fell off an overpass <laughs> so Intent- oh, I didn't I stepped off an overpass so <laughs> I love the I,
2: I into I the no- fr- dark I abyss I bad because Frank just told us this touching story about Footloose and people using <laughs> we him and laughing and I'm like oh god why did I pick this song <laughs> I've already
0: started the wheels rolling on this one but that that establishes you've got to take ownership if your life sucks at least half the problem is you and clearly given the story half the fucking problem was my fucking dumb ass and the, my poor life decisions so well, I, and I remember telling
2: you well hold on my cousin will call us a little bit and you're like like, no, no, I want to because you wanted to get out there quick.
0: Well, I figured, well, not just that, but yeah, I was afraid they were going to close up on me and I wanted to have a chance to go out to a club. But also, you know, you're, oh, well, let's go with my cousin. I was like, well, I've gone to enough like family things with you. We're hanging out at Thanksgiving dinner and shit. It's like, I'm not, that's not what he I'm didn't know which for. cousins
2: I was talking about, which were all the young college kids,
0: right? And I could have been parties. at the young college club and yeah, I totally fucked myself. So you
1: usual. ended up drinking a Dr. Pepper at an Applebee's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a,
2: and a, 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 leg. A, a
0: pity pepper.
2: I was picturing Frank like crawling out of a ditch covered in mud there in his, head, grass, in his, his you, hair, it mud. grass It was high I, I grass. I almost South picture Islandia that then. scene from, John, uh, from uh, the Blues Brothers when John Belushi and them are coming out of the, 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 the sewer, the sewer and after carrying Fisher oh, Or them like, <laughs> I always pictured Frank like that and uh, that story brings me such joy every time <laughs> I hear her say it so sorry Frank you gotta see the upside of these things and I swear to you dude literally when you were talking your story I was like uh huh and I started typing it and when you got to the end how everyone was using I was like oh Fuck, oh, shit. and I'm like, can I change it? I, maybe I should change it, but I'm like, well, it's not that bad of a story. But then I started forgetting a lot of the parts you remember.
0: But again, it's like I said, if I did it to me, it's funny and it's fine, you know. And plus, I consistently forget that story. You're the one who remembers it because you're the uh, one who got that, the laugh that, out
2: that. of it. I just um, to the day I die will remember you standing in the doorway and you're leaning against the door because you hurt your foot. Yeah, and you tell me the story of how you jumped over the, and I'm just sitting there, and I know what those overpasses look yeah. like. Cause yeah. All it is is when you look, it looks. You can see the top of the grass. Mm-hmm but the grass is really tall. Right. Really fucking tall. so I know he dropped a good five, six feet. Dude. It wasn't like two or three feet. He trapped a good six five, six, seven feet straight down into a fucking hole. And I and out there, but at the time was before Schlitterbahn and stuff. So there wasn't a lot of traffic. So I'm assuming there wasn't a lot of traffic when you did it. No, no. That, that town was fucking dead. So it, he's he's out there by himself, dude. Wounded in Oh man. So I hate to laugh at it, but I just dude. So every time I hear this fucking song, that story runs through my head through my head super quick. I'm just surprised it took
0: you. You that long in your life to hear that song. Yeah, I'd never heard it up to that point. Well, I yeah. mean, i listened to punk. Well, you had like satellite radio at that time, right? No. That's how you got it no, was that? way.
1: No. Dude. no satellite wrote it in too, too no, early. No, okay. no, it might have existed, but you would have had to have like the super expensive aftermarket yeah. radios. Dude, we're
2: talking. When we went, it was in the early 90s. And the only reason I remember is there was a
0: radio station. Dude, I, didn't I don't know, know you in the early 90s. It was in the early
2: 90s. 90s, dude. Yeah, it was.
0: I didn't even meet you until like late 96 or even 97. No, it was earlier than that. I'm, no.
2: No. No. You're sure it, yeah he,
1: you unless you unless the beginning of the story is we found a time machine and, <laughs> and that's not how it happened I keep, think,
2: I keep thinking I keep thinking
0: was like when, uh,
1: the hell, maybe it was when did 97? Detachable penis come out uh
0: I think it was like 92 don't, don't 91 think 92.
2: internet save us so I guess we did go what about 96 97 then because I had known you for a short time uh it took you a little while to warn me though you didn't immediately warm to me
0: so it's probably more like 98 or 99 you think so maybe 96 dude maybe you're right maybe it was like 96
1: 92 yeah that's when uh I think I think and by the way my around. brother's
0: favorite song on that album was Martin Scorsese, which says a lot oh, about him. Yeah. You remember that one? Martin he Corsese, makes the best yeah. fucking films. Yeah. He makes the best fucking films. If I see him, I'm gonna fucking chew his nose off. I'm gonna twist his head all the fuck away around and, and tell him I love your movies. Album. Yeah, well, it's very aggressive, and that's my, my brother, favorite. Is so. this in
2: uh, Jesus is So Cool?
0: Yeah, he loved Jesus. So, and I'm not a big fan of that one.
1: Jesus was way cool. Everybody liked Jesus. Everybody wanted to hang out with him. Anything he wanted to do, he did. He turned water into wine. And if he wanted to, he could have turned wheat into marijuana, or sugar into cocaine, or vitamin pills into amphetamines.
0: I like that one. That so That's my story. I, I, I prefer the one about the uh, still in the truck full of uh, cake.
1: So then I got this idea about driving
0: a cheesecake truck. Because I figured at the end of the day, I could take some of the leftover cheesecakes home.
1: And I love cheesecake. So I went to the cheesecake company, and they asked me if I could drive a truck. And I said yes. And they said, you're hired. So the next day, I got in the truck with all the cheesecakes.
0: And I drove about a block. And I just had to have a cheesecake. So I pulled over and opened the truck. And I got a cheesecake. And I also took one for later.
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, the ki- no, the kids, the evil kids. Oh, hard. the
0: evil children. Which is another one my brother liked that yeah, that lot too, a lot too. But I, I really dug the evil. But children that was more as well. the visual that they portray or that. Well, he they, does. It, sonically it was very cool. It was yeah. like a little horror story. So. <laughs>
1: children took the dog out to play in the
0: park then they took him home and refused to set him on fire
2: Yeah. So, But that's with my, a twist. my Frank-related story that just happened
1: to – I don't have a Frank-related
0: one. Well, I I, we're not more. going for a Frank. Now I feel like no. it
1: should be a shitty Frank story theme. Yeah, well, well I, no, because
0: it, well, it. apparently it's also Frank's as in detachable penis, so it's a double entendre mm. as well. So maybe you need a double entendre song. Beans
1: and Fra- I don't have one of those. Okay, smack your story. I have another Frank story. I don't have a song that goes with it. No, you have to have a Frank. song. The whole yeah, point it's is it has a song. It's also detachable penis. But for all I know no, – No, my no. song is also detachable penis. No,
0: no, that's not how it Yes, yes. No, it doesn't work that way. Yes, uh, and it's other a funny problem, story. Well, Ed, well, yeah, but the, the problem is too is for all I know you recorded that funny story because I'm pretty sure he told that story uh, during that other recording session. Yeah, that but we're not going that stuff. Yeah, okay, but no, we're going here's to. Here's mine.
1: I, yeah, okay, here's mine.
0: But don't do a, don't do a me story. It's not about a, you. Okay, oh, it's not always about you, dude. Thank Please you. Calm good, down. That's
1: what I'm Please aiming for. Please calm down. Yes, uh, you're trying to make this. You're trying to use reverse psychology to, for me to make this about you. I'm not going to make it about.
0: It is about a song too, right? It is about a song. Okay, good. Let's go.
1: Okay, early '90s. My sister has a tape. A tape kids this was before mp3s and cds and whatnot well the same rules
0: of uh, vhs versus dvd apply with cassette tapes you could stop your cassette tape and 15 years later it'll still be in the same place where you left it
1: correct and it was of megadeth so far so good so what which is one of their not very popular albums they got big with their next album Peace sells but who's buying that was a mm. big one so far so good so what was the one right before it their second album freaking amazing masterpiece it's super super it's not super low budget it's a higher budget than their first album anyway doesn't matter there was a so I listened to this tape and, and the cover of it is Vic Rattlehead their mascot their version of Eddie right and he's in like um, full camo like tactical gear mm-hmm. but it's like I, I don't know if they got a model of it It was it's not artwork it's its very it's cool looking and he's got like night vision goggles on it's an awesome looking cover so that was kind of why I grabbed the tape I'm like whoa this looks freaking awesome and I listened to it and there was one song that always tripped me out it's called Hook and Mouth and it's basically a song about this being that sort of controls everything he's altering all factors and figures and things like that here i'll I'll tell you some of the the lyrics so you can kind of see what i'm saying so when i I was a kid hearing this there's this one line says he rewrites every story every poem that ever was eliminates incompetence and those who break the laws follow the instructions of the new ways evil book of rules replacing rights with wrongs the files records in the schools and i'm just like what the hell is this song about just because i didn't know what the hell it was talking about here play the song didn't get Song. Because, you know, th- there's some, some lyrics in there that you can make out about altering facts and figures. He rewrites every story and every poem that ever was. Then the chorus is F is for fighting, R is for red, ancestors' blood and battles they shed. E, we elect them. E, we eject them in the land of the free and the home of the brave. D, for your dying. O, your overture. M, they will cover your grave with manure. That spells out freedom, and it's nothing to me as long as there's a PMRC. I was like, what the fuck is PMRC? PMRC was the. What the hell did PMRC stand for, people?
0: That's like the parent. Parents, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was
1: uh, Parents Music Resource Center, mm-hmm. which was Tipper Gore's yeah. mm-hmm. war against video games and music and everything like that, which I think mm-hmm. Danzig's Mother was another song about the PMRC. Is really, Is it? Mother! Ah! I, I think mother is about the mother. PMR. Yeah. Tell your, Tell children, your children not to, to hold Walmart. my hand right. Oh, yeah. Heavy metal music, to me, like, it was just, I don't know, I liked heavy metal, but I didn't understand what the hell they were talking about. Mm. Usually they're talking about fucking monsters and, you know, Dio, baby. Cr- yeah, Dio, yeah. crazy. It's, it's either that,
0: like, prog rock leftover yeah. fantasy bullshit. <laughs> right. it, Whereas, or, or it's ACDC, wherever song is about fucking.
1: About fucking, whether you're fucking in hell or fucking on a motorcycle. Which or is also what the every that,
0: That's what every Molly Cruz song is about. That's what every Poison song is about about just not as overtly
1: but even then like you know or they're all about death or mm. whatever you know what i mean that's what it is where i was megadeth's a little bit different where they, they get into politics and shit like that mm. and i was like holy shit this song is literally going straight at tipper gore and the pmrc to where he actually says as long as there's a pmrc this mm. is what freedom stands for and that's where the, the song wraps up what do you call it put your hand right up my shirt pull the strings and make me work jaws will part words fall out like a fish with hook and mouth mm. and i was like holy shit like so when i heard it the first time when i was a kid i was i was thinking he's Talking about some master puppeteer mm-hmm. who's you know just what whatever you know just yeah. some shitty imagery to for all you fuck, know he's thinking about
0: head. Freddy Krueger in the ring right Warrior, Exa- you
1: exactly know. or the freaking puppet master some you know shitty thing like that and then you know as as I've got older and I was like wait a second he's talking what the hell is a PMRC and then you start reading about it and it was cr- it, literally all that was this came out in 1988 I think the PMSR was P- PMRC was founded in like the mid 80s mm-hmm. so he was literally like just flat out giving a middle finger well and, I think and the ones- naming the organization it wasn't even like imagery he was naming the organization by name, um, which I thought was just super freaking rad. That's fucking metal. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, they're the ones who got the parental warning started. Do you ever recall correctly? That's now like... You know, they, that's still that same icon is yeah. on every album m- decades later yeah, yeah I think
1: I think I believe you're correct yeah. we're correct
0: and also what's funny is around that time period like the late 80s one of the real cheap jack independent publishers maybe revolutionary or something they actually put out Tipper Gore comics where it was extra gory horror stories in the Tales from the Crypt mold dedicated to her wow. and it's of course Al Gore's wife too yeah. Yeah.
1: inventor of the internet <laughs> anyway so that song oh just I don't know that song just really I don't know why that was the song on that album it's the best song on the album, but um, I always listened to that song when I was a kid, and I, and then. Well, when did you become aware of the political portion of the song? I don't, I, I don't know. Probably whenever I had access to actually start doing. Well, like, research did the cassette tape the hell PMR- have lyrics in it, or it did? But I, it's abbreviated P M R okay. C. What the hell is that? Yeah, you wouldn't have known what know. the hell that right. was when you're young. Means. Yeah, and let me see. I probably when did I get this tape 90, 90-ish but I, I would have been way too young to even grasp but again the imagery of the song is already kind of creepy and then it's just sort of a testament to how different I think Megadeth is from a lot of these other thrash albums let's see how much satanic imagery we can you know let's try and freak people out whereas he wasn't trying to freak people out or shock people I, this he does not have a this is, this is what. There, there's no shtick here this yeah, he's, he's, just he's saying fuck you yeah. PMRC mm-hmm. for trying to come in here and put labels on our music and tell us what to do and what we can and can't sing about so I've just I've loved the shit out of that song Mm-hmm. Love the shit. To the, I mean, I, I still think that it's relevant, although maybe not. I don't think the PMRC exists anymore. In any
0: no, example. it wouldn't no, shock if they did. Probably, probably, yeah. But I think that traces was, of it, root, traces yeah. of it still do exist. It's legacy exists. It's legacy. Yeah. Excellent yeah. words, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much.
1: Anyway, that song's metal as fuck and I like it. People go listen to that shit. Well,
0: and that in history is cyclical. I mean, there's the stuff we're dealing with right now. I never thought we'd have to deal with again. You, you think that something's dead and gone and then it comes creeping back up again. Censorship. Oh, Always rears its ugly head because there's always some part of entertainment that's going to be a scapegoat for bad stuff happening. I don't know if ironically,
1: unironically, I don't know how this would be. A lot of Megadeth songs, I'm going to keep touting my band here, folks. Fuck Metallica assholes. Because um, <laughs> he sings about real fucking shit. He has a song called Foreclosure of a Dream about a housing crisis and how that's the American dream. We had the housing bubble collapse, and that was Mm -hmm. one of the first songs I thought of. Foreclosure of your Dream came out in 1994, but we have the housing bubble in the mid 2000s, and I'm like, holy shit, this stuff's real! Symphony of Destruction. Symphony of Destruction, just like yeah. the Pied Piper led rats through the street. As soon as Trump got elected, everybody's like, fucking Dave Mustaine called this shit. You take a mortal man, you put him in control, mm-hmm. you treat him like a god. Watch him become or, or a god. Watch up, up. people's heads a roll, and it's yeah. like, holy shit, that's fucking Donald Trump. They're like, dude, you called it. It's it anyway. So, uh,
0: demagogues use the same fucking techniques every time they rear their ugly heads. History repeats itself, sadly, unfortunately. And if you just look back in time, you can predict the
1: future because of that. We're doomed. Well, no, that's not what I'm trying to say <laughs> music I don't know what I'm trying to say it
0: transcends right? because it's not just romantic slop or onanistic bullshit it's real shit that's relevant to the world that speaks to you and, and makes you recognize not, the, you know where you're at in history where you're at in just, the culture
2: to me it seems like almost like the music he was writing he not foresee this but you can see you know in the far distant that these were issues and problems that were maybe at the time small but were growing well, it was
1: pretty big at the time I think no, I, no, I mean, but
2: the problems that he was writing about, he oh, saw, right, them, he right, saw right. them as these small problems that maybe we didn't see. And they just, they're now, floor, you know, Well, floors, and it, it could have been a
0: regional know. thing. He might have been talking about foreclosures in some part of California or some shit. Right. And then oh, all of
2: a sudden, well, the entire
0: nation gets enveloped in this stuff.
2: But I think sometimes they write a song, The Sympathy of Destruction, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, holy shit. I, I never thought about it, dude. It just blew me away right now.
1: Yeah. The video for it's pretty good, too. Uh, and then there's uh, another song of his that also when Trump was elected, I thought of off of uh, Rest in Peace, the title Trump. Rest in Peace Polaris and the song is basically written from the perspective of an, an atomic bomb being dropped on a city mm. and the final line of the song is eradication of earth population loves Polaris so it's like a split sentence it's eradication mm-hmm. of slash earth population it's eradication mm-hmm. of earth population mm-hmm. but it's also earth population loves Polaris like it, well, that was another Trump like oh we, we love him we love him but it's you're, you're loving what's going to destroy, destroy the country you. right, right. Oh, nice. it's, it's the, the irony of you worship the bomb but the bombs, mm. what's going to kill everybody, we must Holy have nukes, shit. the nukes are what kill the planet. You've, you've
0: right? connected Megadeth to Donald Trump to Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Excellent work.
1: Yes. In <laughs> fact, yeah, and for all, I know he was inspired, by. My, he, he has weird inspirations. Yeah. Freaking crazy shit. Well, there was a lot of
0: parallels I like between really- him and Barry Goldwater. That's why everybody thought it was going to be a blowout, because Barry Goldwater was destroyed by Lyndon Baines Johnson, and that's not what happened well, like-
1: I don't know. I like music that... Like, I got no problem with like Slayer. Slayer. I love Slayer. I loves me mm-hmm. some Slayer. Slayer's not really deep music, right? That's
2: and, gym music to me, do. If I'm going to go work out, you put on some Slayer, and you're ready to just...
1: And honestly, it, it, it none you. of Metallica's music have I, has, I, have I ever felt had more than one or two dimensions to it. Yeah. I feel like they're just freaking singing about the same shit that's been sung in heavy metal for years and years and years. Or I've always felt that Megadeth took it a step further. Where they, sum, they, they got political. There's just more thought.
2: Well, more real shit. That's like Public Enemy. Public Enemy the music in a political way
1: right where you're not just you're not saying a hippie hop yeah. a hip like freaking well, you're not talking about d your, or whatever you are not, not talking about, about your
2: watch or your car or the girls they talked about social injustices and things like that that still resonate today so right, you could, like you wh-
1: what happens when we rap about like the actual world and people are like what but yeah. that's not a house party right like mm. no no you just you're supposed to rap about house parties and they're like but no we're gonna we're gonna make music about what's happening in the world right now but so but like songs like that and what make it a, 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 they' they're relevant
2: right now and it's just that's kind of freaky to think that they did it so long ago and
1: right whereas like uh,
0: you're, you're not going to go back to heavy d or kid and no. play and be like yeah that really speaks to this moment in time it's like no
1: no that stuff gets serious it gets dated oh no and uh, not that there are some parts of public enemy that are dated but at least the lyrical material yeah. is not it's not dude i just i
2: heard um there was a rally and they were playing fight the power and i was like oh my god i haven't heard that song since Jesus. relevant
1: yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah now that we're Sadly. ending
2: on a debbie downer moment (laughs)
1: Sorry, guys, I didn't have any stories about Frank.
2: Oh, there's no funny Frank moment in here unless you're gonna like smack him with a (laughs) Megadeth. Welcome to American Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem, and this is our weekly countdown of the 40 best. We've got three debut records in the
0: survey this week and a brand new number one. 108 Sage, Ascani Sun, Dr. Ange, Bat at Shapirak, a Beardo Talks film, Ali Bats, Avatar of the Green, Bone Dragon Comics, Brody's Kitchen, Bronze Age Babies, Cash Flag, Charlton Hero, Chris Sheehan. The Cinnabud Podcast, Comic Book Vault, David Golding Studios, Dental Marketing, Dragons, Sexy Robots and Adventures Podcast, Dr. G Nerdologist, FKA Jason, Ice and the Face, Idiots Without Credibility Podcast, Jake and Tom Conquer Podcast, James Hudson, Joe Crawford, Justice's First Dawn, Keith G. Baker, Kevin Dodgy, Mark James, Max Romero, the Namor Submariner Podcast, Pow Science, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Ruth Sutherland, Ryan Daly, John Michael Ortega, Siskoid. Trekker Talk and WhenItWasCool.com Dylan, let us know to drop the needle Mark James sent a humorous gif Kiki Baker noted early on in the Powers comic when it was good whenever the villain Johnny Royale showed up I'd have this beastie song in my noggin and our last caller Ange finally listened to this first two episodes of this new show and I love it music has been a big part of my life so I love these stories and songs my music tastes are all over the map from 80's Sad Alternative my go-to stuff to 70s pop youngest of five kids influenced by sims and big band Sinatra dad's music Italian family so I get it all hey this reminded me of my time as a DJ at my college's radio station anyway can't wait to hear more and if you need a guest you know where to find me one song each is a rolled spine podcast this is a not-for-profit fan production any copyrighted materials used is believed covered under fair use with no infringement intended please leave your comments and criticisms on our website we especially encourage participation on this show feel free to call in and leave a request maybe you'll even get featured on the show we thank you for your rapt attention we're rolling Oh, that's me. She's got to take off a few pounds. Right, right.
1: What, are you blind? Just keep looking. What I say?